0: Book of Revelation chapter 5, please. There's 14 verses in the chapter, so let's read from verse 1 to the end of the chapter. And I saw in the right hand of him that sat on the throne a book written within and on the back side sealed with seven seals. And I saw a strong angel proclaiming with a loud voice, Who is worthy? To open the book and to lose the seven, pardon me, lose the seals thereof. And no man in heaven, nor in earth, neither under the earth, was able to open the book, neither to look thereon. And I wept much, because no man was found worthy to open and read the book, neither to look thereon. One of the elders said unto me, Weep not, behold, the lion of the tribe of Judah. The root of David hath prevailed to open the book and to lose the seven seals thereof. And I beheld, and lo, in the midst of the throne and of the four beasts, in the midst of the elders stood a lamb as it had been slain, having seven horns and seven eyes, which are the seven spirits of God, sent forth into all the earth. And he came and took the book out of the right hand of him that sat upon the throne. And when he had taken the book, and the, the four beasts and the four and twenty elders fell down before the lamb, having every one of them harps and golden vials full of odors, which are the prayers of the saints. And they sung a new song, saying, Thou art worthy to take the book and to open the seals thereof, for thou wast slain and hast redeemed us to God by thy blood, out of every kindred and tongue and people and nation, and hast made us unto our God kings and priests, and we shall reign on the earth. And I beheld and heard the voice of many angels around about the throne and the beasts and the elders. And all the number of them was 10,000 times 10,000 and thousands of thousands saying with a loud voice, Worthy is the lamb that was slain to receive power and riches and wisdom and strength and honor and glory and blessing. And every creature which is in heaven and on the earth and under the earth and such are as are in the sea and all that are in them heard I saying, Blessing and honor, glory and power be unto him that sitteth on the throne and unto the Lamb forever and ever. And the four beasts said, Amen. And four and twenty elders fell down and worshipped him that liveth forever and ever. Mighty, mighty, wonderful, powerful, beautiful portion of Scripture. Let's pray. Father, we ask this evening now that you would settle us in your presence and also for your word to have free course here, live, watching, or later, to be a blessing, to be an encouragement, to be a strength, a conviction, whatever your word deems fit. But in all things, may the Lamb of God be exalted. May Christ alone be seen, and may his glory be made known. We pray, Father, this night be over, that if there's one under the sound of my voice, under your word, Lord, that are not yet saved, even as it's been prayed from the outset of our meeting, may they come to saving faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. Lord, we ask you, shut us in with yourself and enable us through thy Holy Spirit to be able, Lord, not only to rightly divide the word of truth, but also help us as individual men and women, boys and girls in here, bring us, Lord, to, to that place of glory and wonder and beauty that we see Christ in our place on Calvary, and yet, Lord, we see him as the exalted, risen Lord. And, Father, may you make it real to us that we may glorify him in all of our lives. And in all that we are and all that we do, may he have the preeminence. Lord, we love you, and we worship you. We thank you now, Father, for the sense of thy spirit. And we ask you, Lord, to shut us in with yourself and deal with us severally as you will that your name would be exalted. For Jesus' sake we pray and ask it. Amen. Amen. In Revelation 5 we have a beautiful uh, picture. It's a, obviously it's a vision. John on the Isle of Patmos is caught up in the spirit, so it's a vision. It gives John the idea of what the kingdom of God is like, what God's glory is like, and God gives a, a glimpse, a vision of, of what we can expect, as it were, at some point in, in eternity. And notice this, that is those of us who are blood washed. In Revelation 5, as this beautiful picture unfolds, there's a wonderful vision of, of elders and beasts. And they're around the throne. There's 10,000 times 10,000, and there's thousands of thousands An innumerable company of saints who have gathered around the throne. Here is the glory of the Father is seen. He is, you see, the light of the glory of God the Father. He is He is unapproachable in the light, yet central in all of it is the Lamb of God. There He is exalted, there He is glorified, and there He is seated at the place of power. authority. A wonderful vision indeed of heaven and of the kingdom of God and Christ upon the throne. Our minds could run wild with expectation. You see, when I read uh, Revelation chapter 5, I'm expecting something. I'm expecting something to happen. You start off here and we see a book with seven scenes that cannot be opened. We see all of these beasts and all of these elders and all the things that are happening and the, 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 the whole blood throng are there. The angels of glory and of heaven. A mighty angel is mentioned and in the midst of all of this is the Lamb. And whenever we see this, I'm going, show me more, Lord. Tell me more, Lord. And it's with excitement. You can hear, feel it through the the Spirit and the Word that heaven is excited. Heaven is in glory because of the glory of God that fills it. Because of the, uh, the risen, exalted, glorified Christ in the midst. And notice here as we read this, the setting, the scene, it's much more than our eyes could ever think of. And that's why I pray for the Spirit to bring us, the Holy Spirit, that he would bring us in and draw us in, every man and woman, and even the know it's warm, and everybody's starting to sweat and get uncomfortable already, but the Holy Spirit would draw us in, bring us into heaven, bring us up in the Spirit, to see and behold the Lamb of God. Notice here we have, in verse 1, the book with seven scenes, verse 2, we see a strong angel, in verse 6, we have the 24 elders. In verse 8, we have the four beasts and 24 elders with harps and golden vials of odour, which are the prayers of the saints. See, your prayer time has never wasted time. Do you hear that, child of God? Your prayer time has never wasted time. You feel your, your prayers are unheard, and you feel your prayers are, are, are not being answered, and you feel it when you're praying that the heavens are like brass. Well, you know what? When the heavens are like brass, rejoice because the book of Revelation tells us his feet are as burnished or fine brass. <laughs> You're sitting on his feet.
1: Glory. Amen. Amen.
0: The heavens may be like brass, but I can tell you, we're at the feet of Christ. Glory. We're at the feet of Christ. It's not our feelings, but it's our faith Amen. that takes us into the glory with him and exalts the Lord in the midst. Notice, we also have in verse 9, the heavenly choir. You think of all of you people, you're going to be in the choir. <laughs> the heavenly choir, you say, but I can't sing a note. And I say to you, have you heard me singing? That's why the Lord says, make a joyful noise. All right. Praise God. It's not what we sound like. It's what our heart will give over. Out of the mire, he brought me up also out of an horrible pit and from the mire clay, and set my feet upon a rock and established my goings. He hath put a new song in my mouth, even praise unto our God, and many shall see it, shall fear and shall trust in the Lord. Out of the mire and into the choir, <laughs> robes of sin and shame, robes of righteousness. You're going to be wearing your choir robes in that day. We're all going to be around. We worship the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords, the Lamb upon the throne, the Lord Jesus Christ. Notice, heavenly choir, they're singing a wonderful new song. In verse eleven, we see it: many angels run about the throne and these beasts, and all of the great blood white throng gathered around the Lamb of God. Gathered around the Lamb of God. If I can use the word the air is electric, as it were the atmosphere is ecstatic. Heaven is alive with the power of Christ. It's alive with it. And that life has come down to earth. And that life came down in the person of a son. And that life went and hung and bled and died and gave it up for you. Give up himself that we might live. Shed his blood that we might be washed and cleansed from all of our sins. Notice the atmosphere is ecstatic. and It seems to give this great expectation in all the hearts that are around the throne. They're in the glory of God. Can you imagine being there, brothers and sisters? Notice the excitement is almost too much to bear. A shout is given in verse 2. And I saw a strong angel proclaiming with a loud voice, Who is worthy? This is in heaven now. Now this is a vision of heaven. Who is worthy? Who is worthy? To open the book and to loose the seals thereof. Verse 3, And no man in heaven nor in earth, neither under the earth, was able to open the book and to look thereon. Notice, there was no one in heaven. No one. On the earth, and there is no one under the earth that had died was worthy to open the book. Now, all of this expectation is in heaven. Can you see? If I was there, my eyes would be like two giant clocks on a railway wall. Who is worthy? Who can open it? Who is able? The charge of heaven, the charge in glory. A strong angel proclaiming with a loud voice. I'm sure John's heart, if it was mine, would skip a beat. His pulse would be racing. You can rub your hands with excitement to see what turns up and who comes along. And we're told this no man in heaven, nor on earth, nor under the earth was able. Not one. Not one who had died and gone on. No Christian. No minister of the gospel. No pastor. And no priest. No saint. So called. Neither Mary.
1: No one was
0: worthy. No one was able. No one was able. But instead, this climactic... Uh, exhilaration turns into exasperation, and then even if I can call it, and pardon me, I don't want to do the word of God the service, but it sounds like it's the atmosphere that we're hearing from chapter 5. It, it's alive, and all of a sudden, it seems to start to die. There's
1: none worthy.
0: In heaven, on earth, and under the earth, none worthy. Some might... Think of this and Be Like John, verse 4. Notice what he says. In four four words, sums it up. And I wept much. And you know, we're told there's no crying in heaven, aren't we? There'll be no more tears there, we're told. And that's true. But John, in this vision, he wasn't in heaven. He was caught up in the spirit. But in this vision of seeing it, he starts to weep. And it means he starts to weep and weep and weep, and weep, while heaven is searched with the proclamation of a mighty angel to find who is worthy to open the book. And not one was worthy. Not one. It's like when Peter denied the Lord, it says he went out and he He wept bitterly, it means he wept out. He went out after denying the Lord and he wept and he wept and he wept and he wept and he wept. wept. It's an improper verb in the Greek text when Peter went out and he wept and wept and wept and wept and wept as if he would never stop weeping. And John here is going, he's weeping and he's weeping and he's weeping. What an anticlimax for heaven. I wept much because no man was found worthy to open the book, to open and to read the book, neither to look thereon. Now notice this. No man was able, no man was worthy, but also the strong angel proclaiming with the message, was looking, looking for someone. No one was worthy. The strong angel didn't open it because he couldn't open it. The elders, the 24 of them, can you see them searching among themselves, these so-called elders? Who's worthy? Not me. (laughs) Oh, they know their place in heaven. Not worthy. Not worthy. The choir. You know that choir that was being redeemed? Do you know the thousands and thousands, ten times, thousands and thousands of thousands, and Hundreds of millions of thousands, whatever it adds up to. The the innumerable company of those who loved the Lord and who followed the Lamb, whithersoever he goeth. You know all those ones, even some who gave their lives for the cause of Christ was found that they were
1: not worthy.
0: Unworthy. They couldn't open. The elders couldn't open it. The choir couldn't open it. The heavenly beast couldn't open this. And notice, notice this. Our heavenly father didn't open it. He didn't open it. Find this really striking. There's only one worthy. The mood lifts. The mood lifts. The spirit of the Lord elevates the one in the center. Here he is. Weep not, He says. Behold, the lion of the tribe of Judah, of the root of David, hath prevailed and is worthy. He's speaking of our Lord Jesus Christ. He's speaking of Christ. The honor, the power, the authority was given unto him. This is what the Lord Jesus said as he ascends up All power is given unto me. Where? Where? In heaven and in earth. He was going up to be the only worm worthy among all those in glory. Christ and Christ alone. Notice this. It says in verse 5, One of the elders saith unto me, Weep not, behold, the land of the tribe of Judah. The root of David hath prevailed. He opened the book unto loose the seven seals thereof. Verse 6, and, he beheld, and, and I beheld, and lo, in the midst of the throne and of the four beasts and in the midst of the elders... Stood a lamb, as it had been slain, having seven horns and seven eyes, which are the seven spirits of God sent forth into all the earth. Now, the seven horns really gives the idea of full, complete power and authority. Right, yeah. Even in his governmental kingdom, he is over all. He is the king of kings. He is the Lord of lords. Yeah. Seven ruling governments. Yeah. Right. Perfect government of God. This one is coming again to set up his kingdom. We will reign with him on the earth perfect king and government. And seven eyes, which are the seven spirits that go through all the earth, seven spirits of God. There's not seven spirits. God is a spirit. There's one spirit. But in this, the seven spirits are mentioned in the Scripture. Isaiah chapter 11, if you want to flick over briefly with me to it. Isaiah chapter 11, please. Let your eye run down to verse Let's just read the first two verses then. And there shall come forth a rod out of the stem of Jesse. Who's that? That's the Lord Jesus Christ. And a branch shall grow out of his roots, out of Jesse's roots. The Lord Jesus Christ. Notice, here's your seven spirits. The spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him. That's number one. Number two, the spirit of wisdom. Number three, and the understanding or the spirit of understanding. Number four is the spirit of counsel. Number five, the spirit of counsel and might. Number six, the spirit of knowledge. And number seven, the spirit of the fear or the reverence of the Lord shall so be upon him. Doing all his father's will, he being the glorious Christ. Notice, seven horns and seven eyes. Perfect government, perfect Christ. Fullness of the spirit, he is the man. Without, has a spirit without measure. Amen. Son of God and Son of Man. This, of course, the Lord Jesus Christ is the one on the throne. Now, some may find it uh, striking, unexpected to have an animal such as this chosen a lamb. A lamb in all of glory. A lamb who alone is worthy an animal, what, 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 sort of a, what sort of an animal is this to, to choose for, to, to give regal and, uh, the regality and royalty to? You know, if you want to come down to human level, you know, Russia elevates the bear and Britain the lion and France the tiger and, and United States of America, they have the, 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 the golden eagle and so on and so on. Man likes to show his prowess. He likes to say, here am I, the bear and the lion and the tiger and, and the eagle and so on. But heaven and its wisdom sets forth in front a (laughs) lamb. Only, only heaven could do such. Only the Spirit of the Lord uh, could reveal such a wonder to us. A lowly, little, gentle lamb is worthy. Notice the elder says, the lion of the tribe of Judah, the root of David, hath prevailed to open the book. You see that? Here's a lion. John's in heaven. Who is worthy? The strong angel. Who is worthy to open the book? None in heaven, none on earth, none under the earth. And the angel's going, but who is worthy? And John weeps much. (claps) Weep not. The lion of the tribe of Judah hath prevailed. He's told, Behold the lion of the tribe of Judah. Notice, behold, look at him. John in his vision looks around heaven. John in his vision's looking and he sees the heavenly choir. John in his vision, he's looking and he sees the 24 elders and he sees the vials viol- the with the prayers of the saints. John in his vision looks and he can see the elders all around. He can see all of us and the beasts and all the wonderful creatures that God has created. And he sees it all. Where's the lion? Notice what it says. Revelation 5. Notice what it says. One of the elders, verse 5, saith unto me, Weep not, behold, the lion of the tribe of Judah hath prevailed. Look at verse 6, And I beheld, and lo, in the midst of the throne, and of the four beasts, and in the midst of the elders, right in the center of
1: all of them, there's a big, rampant, roaring lion. No! He doesn't say that.
0: And I beheld and lo in the midst of the throne and of the four beasts and in the midst of the elders, listen, stood a lamb as it had been slain. He's looking for a lion and he finds a lamb.
1: As it had been
0: slain. Notice the past tense. It had been slain but it's standing. It had the marks. It was sacrificed, but it's standing. It, it was dead. It was slain, but it's alive. Amen. And he's saying, I seen a lamb. As it hard been slain, but it's living. It bears the marks. Oh, friend, the wounds of Christ Amen. still speaks for us in
1: glory. Hallelujah. Amen. Oh, what a Savior.
0: Christ still speaks for us. He still bears the scars in his hands and on his feet. He is the lamb that had been slain. They nailed him to the tree at Calvary and he shed his most precious blood that we might be blood washed and blood bought, that we might be redeemed with that precious blood, that we might be forgiven
1: of all of our sins. And he went to the grave and he rose again the third day. Hallelujah. As he had been slain, now he's in the
0: midst. He's in the midst of heaven. He's in the midst of glory. He's in the midst of the elders. He's in the midst of the beasts. And there, surrounding him is the heavenly throng, the blood wash of the Lord. Amen. There, he's not in the tomb, but he's in glory. He is alive after the power of an endless life. Notice, John looks for a lion, and I beheld in the midst of the elders stood a lamb, as it had been slain. I love this little saying for all of us because we all must behold the lamb before we can see him as the lion. I'm going to say it again: we all must behold him as the lamb of God before. We can see him as the lion of the tribe of Judah. He is the Lamb of God that taketh away the sin of the world. He's the Lamb of God that shed his blood in Calvary. And we must believe and receive that what he has done and accomplished the finished work of Christ. That means there's nothing to be added to it and in the power of the blood of his cross. Hallelujah. And we will see him as heaven sees him. See, John's seen the lamb. Looking for a lion, he sees a lamb. But you see when heaven looks at him, they just see this wonderful lion. They see him as the king. They see him as the conqueror. They see him as the victor. They see him as the champion of the souls of men and women. That's what they see in heaven. And there's one day we're going to see him too. We're going to see him as well. I love this little saying. George Swinnock, an old Puritan, once said, heaven must be in thee before thou canst be in heaven (laughs) heaven must be in thee before thou canst be in heaven and I'm just wondering is everyone here or maybe watching live or later is heaven in thee what do you mean is heaven in thee well where Jesus is (laughs) is heaven there is Christ in the life is Christ in the life is heaven in thee and if not thou canst never be in heaven notice another little saying from William Gurnall excuse these sayings but I think they're just little nuggets nothing is more contrary to a heavenly hope than an earthly heart has your heart been changed have you been quickened what do I mean by quickened have you been regenerated by the Holy Ghost and as heaven entered your heart and your soul. Hallelujah. Notice John writes about the lamb. It speaks of a lamb that had been slain. It does not think of the lamb still slain. Not dead on an altar, but alive on a throne. Amen. Jesus is not dead on the altar of the cross. Amen. People worship him on a cross. He's not on a cross. Glory. He's on a throne. Amen. He's not in a tomb. No. He's alive forevermore in glory. Amen. So, it's amazing how we look at the weakness of the Lamb and wonder how can this ever be for the salvation of the souls of men? Can I take you for a moment just for a, a few verses to First Corinthians chapter 1, please? First Corinthians chapter 1. And let's just read from verse 18, please. 1 Corinthians 1, verse 18. For the preaching of the cross is to them that perish foolishness, but unto us which are saved it is the power of God. Is not mighty. <laughs> For it is written, I will destroy the wisdom of the wise and will bring nothing the understanding of the prudent. Where is the wise? Where is the scribe? Where is the disputer of this world? Hath not God made foolish the wisdom of this world? For after that, in the wisdom of God, the world by wisdom knew not God it pleased God by the foolishness of preaching to save them that believe. Not foolish preaching, by the way. Not foolish preaching, but foolishness of preaching. I'm a fool tonight. The world thinks I'm foolish. But it's not foolish preaching because this word is what it is that takes men and women to glory.
1: Verse 22.
0: Notice, for the Jews require a sign and the Greeks seek after wisdom. Underline it. Underline it. For the Jews require a sign and the Greeks seek after wisdom. But we preach Christ crucified. Unto the Jews a stumbling block, under the Greeks foolishness. Now, the idea of this is a lion, he sees a lamb. Heaven sees a lion, a lion, and others may see the lamb. And other people look and say, Well, what about the eagle and the tiger as we mentioned, or the lion or the bear, and man's prowess? But a lamb? Do you really, honestly, truly believe, Ken Davidson, that God sent the Lamb, meaning the person of Christ? Yes, I do. Yes, I do with all my heart. Do you honestly believe, Ken Davidson, that Jesus Christ, who you say is the Lamb of God and shedding his blood for you, do you honestly believe with all your heart that he died and you can be saved? Yes, I do. Yes, I do. Do you believe that his blood shed in Calvary's tree came Davidson? Do you honestly believe that he cleanses you from all sin? Yes, I do. Yes, I do, brothers and
1: sisters. Yes, I do. And the word looks for a champion. And the Jews look for Messiah. And they look for a man and a
0: white horse, as it were, to liberate them from the Roman Empire. And they look for someone to come to set them free from the oppression of the day, but a man to be crucified, to be called the accursed. I know they used to call him the hung, the hung. I mean, it was a, a derogatory term. There he is, the hung, the hung. And the Jew would come to me the day and say you honestly
1: believe that he died for you yes I do Amen. Amen. All right. Thank you, Jesus. yes I do
0: the Jews required a sign they were looking for the Messiah from heaven I've seen a video and some people put it on I know they're good intention but they put it on and the Jews are singing for the Messiah to come listen See, if Messiah comes again, they're in trouble because Jesus is Messiah and they've missed them. It's in this life now. They must know the Lamb. Notice the Jews require a sign... Looking for the Messiah. The Greeks seek after wisdom. And the Greeks had, down, say, Athens, you'd walk down the streets and there were great orators and, and there were philosophers. And, and they stood there and they gave all of their oratory. And you had all the no Platos and all, all of those wonderful, well speaking men and the Galileos, all of those men.
1: All oh, full of wisdom.
0: Men with so many brains, their heads point at the top. You know, like that. Oh, oh, you're foolish, huh? A man that die for you? You saying a man to die for you? It's it's a nonsense. It's a foolishness. And you're saying that's what's going to take you to glory? You're saying that's your lion? I said, yeah, but he's my lamb. So Paul says the, the Jews require a sign, and the Greeks seek after wisdom. He says and they can do that
1: we preach Christ crucified.
0: Brothers and sisters, there's no other message. There's no other way. Doesn't matter who it is. Doesn't matter what it is. There's no other way but Christ and him crucified. And so, it seemed a nonsense and and a weakness that A man would die. And how could anyone ever believe in such trifled things like this? Paul proclaiming, we preach Christ crucified. And this is what he says. Let's read on down. 1 Corinthians, please. Chapter 1. Verse 25. Because the foolishness of God is wiser than men and the weakness of God is stronger than men. For you see your calling, brethren, not many wise men... After the flesh, not many mighty, not many noble are called. But God hath chosen the foolish things of the world to confound the wise. God hath chosen the weak things of the world to confound the things that are mighty. The base things of the world and the things which are despised hath God chosen ye. And the things which are not, to bring to naught things that are. No, notice this. He takes those men
1: and women like me, sinner like me,
0: And I've got more wisdom than the man with the pointy head. <laughs> oh, they could tie me in knots. They could philosophize me out of the house. And they could scientist me off the edge of the planet. And they can tell me about their Big Bang theories and all of those things, and they can try and tie me in knots. But see, way deep down inside here, not blindly, but evidently in the soul. I know it's all of him. (laughs) It's all of him. He's done it. Notice here. Notice what it says in our reading, and our our chapter we're reading here. Why does he do that? No flesh should should glory in his presence. Who is worthy? There's none worthy. But of him are ye in Christ Jesus who of God has made unto us wisdom and righteousness and sanctification and redemption, that according as it is written, he that glorieth let him glory in the Lord. Amen. Brothers and sisters, who has had the glory tonight? The Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. None other. He has the glory. He deserves the glory. He alone. Christ and Christ alone. Christ and Christ alone. i trying to bring this, to round this up to a close for you. The wonderful thing is in Isaiah 29, and verse 14, the Lord through the prophet says, Therefore, behold, I will proceed to do a marvelous work among this people. This is among Israel. He says, even a marvelous work and a wonder for the wisdom of their wise men shall perish and the understanding of their prudent men shall be hid. You know what he's saying? There's coming a time there's going to be so much wisdom from God that wise men aren't going to understand it. That's why the wise can't understand the cross. Because that's what he did. He sent the Lord Jesus Christ, his son. Amen. He sent him to bear away our sin. Here's what I've written down here. Because the Jews require a sign and the Greeks seek off their wisdom. You ready? What are you waiting for? Do you require a sign? Remember the remember the Jewish leaders came and they were all asking for all the Jewish people asked for a sign do you remember Jesus says this an adulterous and sinful generation seeketh after a sign but there be no sign given to him but that of the prophet Jonas do you remember that you know what it was that Jonas was in the whale's belly for three days and three nights remember the whale vomited him up again he says I am gonna die go to the grave and rise again there's your sign Christ and him crucified Christ and him crucified Brothers and sisters, the scriptures here tell us that Christ is the power of God and he is the wisdom of God. The incarnation of the Logos, the incarnation of the Word of the Father, the eternal Logos, the Word of God made flesh, who came to bleed and die for a wretch like me. Send me because you can put yourself there if you wish. Great is the mystery of godliness. God was manifest in the flesh. <laughs> and that same one hung on the cross and bled and died. It's any wonder Paul writes in Romans chapter 1 and verse 16, he says, I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believeth. Paul was not ashamed and I'm not ashamed. Amen. Right. C.E.T. Christ encounters Tom Renacal, We are not ashamed. Amen. Right. When the world hits the gospel, we are not ashamed Amen. of Christ and, you, Amen. and his gospel. Right. Amen. So I speak this in love to whoever will hear. Forget the religion. Forget your so called churchianity. Forget all your works and self righteousness. Forget your philosophy. Forget your free thinking. Forget your ceremony. Forget your ritual. Forget your prayer books. Yes, your prayer books. Forget your modernism. Forget your denomination for your salvation. Forget your sign seeking. Forget your worldly wisdom. Forget it all. And behold the Lamb of God. Amen. John looked for a lion, and he says, Lo, I beheld a lamb as it had been slain, risen from the dead. Weep not, says the angel, Behold the lion of the tribe of Judah, the root of David hath prevailed. Notice weep not is is a, a language of glory. But here's the thing about it. It's the language of heaven. Weep not, he says. But four times in Matthew's Gospel, chapter 8 and verse 12, in chapter 22 and verse 13, in chapter 24 and verse 51. And then, chapter 25 and verse 30, four times the Lord Jesus Christ himself said, the Christ rejecter will be cast into hell, into a lake of fire, into burning, he says, where there will be weeping, wailing, and a nation of teeth. Right. Right. <laughs> Yet heaven tells us not to weep. You know why? Because we've trusted in the Lamb <laughs> and there's no need to worry. <laughs> right, <that's> right. <laughs> Some might reply to me, Notice, some might reply to me, How dare you say such a thing? But I will answer to you, How dare I not
1: warn you of such a thing?
0: How dare I not? So this mighty angel. He says, wait not, for the lion of the tribe of Judah of the root of David, hath prevailed. He's prevailed, and words the Lion, the Lamb, Christ Jesus, has prevailed. Notice he is a prevailing Christ. That's my title for tonight. Don't worry, that wasn't my introduction. We're closing. <laughs> He is the prevailing Christ. To prevail simply in our English rendering means to gain the mastery over something. To gain the mastery over something. To succeed. To be successful. So Christ has done all of these. Christ prevailed. He gained the mastery over sin and death and hell. He he gained the mastery against the devil. And he succeeded by enduring it on the cross and rising from the dead. The word prevail in the Greek text in our reading in Revelation 5 is the word nakeo. Nakeo. And it's where you get the word Nike from. You know your sportswear? Yes. By the way, don't buy them. They're anti-Christian. Did you know that? They're anti-Christian. They hate Christ and his gospel. Go do your work, homework on it. You know the little tick, The Nike? And this meant victory. Victory. It means to subdue, conquer, overcome, to get the victory. Now, when no one was found worthy but the Lion or the Lamb of God, we who are saved and born again and blood-washed and blood-bought and spirit-filled, notice, we have the victory. (laughs) Victory. We're in
1: Christ. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, we have the victory. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, Satan will have to flee. Oh glory, who can tell what God can do? who can tell of his love for you. In the name of Jesus, Jesus we have Hallelujah! Sing it again! In the name of Jesus In the name of Jesus we have the victory in In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, Satan will have to flee. Oh glory, who can tell what God can do? Who can tell of his love for you? In the name of Jesus, Jesus, we have the victory. Let's praise him, brothers and sisters. Hallelujah. Give you glory, Lord. Blessed be his wonderful, matchless, most glorious name. Christ prevailed.
0: He prevailed in the wilderness after fasting 40 days and 40 nights. After being tempted and tried of Satan, Christ overcame the devil. He prevailed in the Gethsemane's garden when there all the very forethought of what would come upon him at Calvary's tree made him sweat as it were like great drops of blood. He prevailed in Gethsemane. Christ prevailed on Calvary's cross. He bowed his head on a pulseless breast after crying, It is finished! Oh, he was gloriously and wonderfully prevailing. Christ prevailed on the
1: third day. After his crucifixion, he arose from the dead, conquered Satan, conquered sin, conquered death, and he conquered the grave.
0: Hallelujah! Christ prevailed. He is a prevailing Christ. Christ prevailed over the powers of the kingdom of darkness. He leads every day captivity captive, and he brings us into the kingdom of light from darkness. Christ hath prevailed and gained the mastery. He succeeded. He's a prevailing Christ. He's a predominant Christ. He's a preeminent Christ. He is a great and powerful Christ Jesus. He is the one of all authority and all power. Oh, no man in heaven
1: nor on earth nor under the earth was able nor worthy. But we're told the lamb in the midst and the throne, he is worthy. Hallelujah. He He is worthy. He is worthy. Brothers and
0: sisters, I want to let you know, for the head that once was crowned with thorns is crowned with glory now, hallelujah, is
1: crowned with glory. What we'll sing that verse, will we? The head that once was crowned with thorns is crowned with glory now, is crowned with glory now. Our royal diadem adorns the mighty victor's brow, the mighty victor's brow. He lives, he lives, I know that my Redeemer lives, he lives. He lives. I know that my Redeemer lives. Oh, glory. Hallelujah. Oh, bless him forever. King of kings and Lord of lords. God over all. Oh, in heaven. I'm finishing with that. In
0: heaven. And same with a loud voice, Worthy, in verse 12 of our reading, Worthy is the Lamb that was slain to receive power and riches and wisdom and strength and honor and glory and blessing and every creature which is in heaven and on the earth and under the earth and such as are in the sea and all that are in them, heard I saying, Blessing and honor and glory and power be unto him that sitteth upon the throne. And under the Lamb forever
1: and ever. Isn't he a wonderful Saviour? Isn't he one who oh, always coming again soon?